hardworking dog how about a mom about to give birth some pups our super meal 3020 is perfect for either scenario with a whopping 510 k cows per cup your dog will have more energy than ever before it will also help keep your dog in top shape even while working or nursing pups the added pumpkin will not only help with a healthier stool but it also provides added calcium which will help with lactation Added magnesium will help with muscle repair, and the added vitamin B will help not only mama, but her pups thrive. And of course, our key ingredients, omega-3 and 6 fatty acids, glucosamine and chondroitin, vitamin E and zinc, will help keep them healthy from the inside out with a shinier coat, healthier joints, and a healthier immune system. Over 75 years with no recalls and 100% American-made, you can rest assured you are feeding your dog the best bang for your buck. Get Super Meal today. Call 800-245-4125 or visit joydogfood.com. You good? I am good, Josh. I hear something. I do too. Are you ready to make this podcast gold? You're an idiot, Finley. <laughs> gold, we're already recording. Gold with a gold light. <laughs> what are we going to talk about, Fidley? Uh, let's talk about uh, getting these dogs ready. I mean, we have been coon we hunting actually, quite, a bit, quite a bit lately. We actually have been hunting. Yes. Weather's better. Weather has been... It's been sticky. Last mm-hmm. night it was real sticky in the woods. Um, but no, we've been hunting quite a bit. It's, uh, it's actually a good feeling to get back in the woods and start getting these dogs ready for the world hunt and have something to really kind of look forward to. A bunch of old timers in the kennels are a blessing and a curse. Yes, it is. Because we don't have to go hunting when it's hot. Yep. Uh, We don't have to go five, six nights a week. When it's hot, we don't. Sometimes we can go two weeks without ever turning a dog loose and it's not going to affect anything we're taking to the world hunt. I think it was over a month for me. Yeah, it was three weeks. I went three weeks, I think, without turning a dog loose. Yeah. But I would have hunted Hazel, but she was bred. Yeah. And so we just, we ran her a little bit through her pregnancy. Yep. And you had sin over here and rain. Mm-hmm. And shock. Yeah. And the pup that we got, 
I don't like, and it won't go hunting by itself anyway yet. Yep. We really haven't. I mean, we have old dogs, and then we have a puppy. Yeah. And that's all we got. Yeah. Hazel's our youngest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she turned seven. Six. She turned seven on oh, she, June. Yeah, seven. In June. Yeah, she is a seven-year-old. She's now yeah. officially a seven-year-old. But she's like four months younger than Rain, I think. Yeah. Or more, more than that. Rain eight. She no, ain't she, eight yet. No, Shock and Scent and those mm-hmm. guys just turned eight. So, yeah. It looks like an old folks' home in her kennels. <laughs> Phone off. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> You're supposed to catch that stuff. Hey, Is yours off? Mine's off. All right. Mine hey, I, w- one thing I wanted to bring up. What's that? I was called on the Facebook. They called me an elitist. An elitist? An huh? elitist. <laughs> Holy smokes. Moving up in the world, Josh. McCallus. I'm just happy they knew what it meant. <laughs> well, I don't. Please explain. That's someone who looks down upon everybody that they would think is lesser than them. So they're saying you look down on people? I look down on people because I don't like uh, little UKC hunts and local PKC hunts and stuff, and I don't attend them. Well, that doesn't mean you're an elitist. No, I, I realize that. I mean, what people need to realize is there's a spot for everybody. Here, it's, here's, it's like saying I'm an elitist. I, I hang out with anybody and everybody. Well... But that, whether you do or don't has nothing to do with their socioeconomic status. You, you hang exactly. out with rich people and poor people and the whole works. Yeah. But if they're a dork, you're not going to hang out with them. Hey, some dorky well. people are my kind of people too, you know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, if that were the case, obviously they don't know me. Yeah. You know, but the thing that made them mad was my comment when I was doing the Yant podcast about how... Going back to a UKC hunt or a $30 hunt after you've hunted in the Pro Classics and you've hunted at a bunch of major events for a year or two is like going from the majors down to single A. Well, you're dealing with a different group of people, and they're there, in my perspective, to win at all costs. A lot of them, yeah. And when we go to those hunts, we're going there to basically tune up our dog you know, see what it needs to work on. Last night I went to a $30 hunt I know. right up the road. I, and, didn't, I didn't go because I'm an elitist. Yeah, you're an elitist. But, <laughs> you know, I had more fun last night, <clears throat> but it's you got, it's guys we know. Yeah. But we had we went and treated some coons. We had some good time. If all casts were like that, everybody would go to them all the time. I agree. But yeah. when you got people that are out there for blood and you're hunting for $72 or a slip of paper... That does not make it fun. Takes fun completely out of it. When was the last open event I went to? Texas, probably. No, like a weekday. Not not like the Lone Star. Oh, heck. I hunted in a cast down in Arkansas last winter. Yeah. A uh, $30 hunt. Because remember, we were, the... we were just getting Hazel to where we thought we, she could recut yeah. and do all the things we needed to do to get her in a cast. And But it was Doug Compton and Danny Raper. Yeah. And the other gentleman, I don't, I can't remember his name, but he was a good dude too. And so I called Doug before that and said, Hey, you're going to have a cast tonight. And he said, Yeah. I said, Who all's going to go? He goes, Oh, it'll be me and Raper. I said, Cool. You know, those are great. Those are great dudes to hunt mm-hmm. with. You know, I, I had a good time. Hazel treated Coon out of the pickup and then dinked around, screwed up, and lost the cast. Right. You know, no big deal. And actually, I'll tell you what happened at the end of that cast is uh, I don't have Hazel on my tracker. I haven't even looked at it. And she's at a Coon. 
and we're walking to uh, the English dog's tree to coon, and we're walking to its second tree. And if it doesn't have a coon, and Raper don't get treed in, because they were both on that first tree together, I could still tree coon and beat him. I was in for a quarter and a hundred on my first coon. And so I hear a dog treed way through there, and it's deep, and I can barely hear it. And Doug's judging. I asked Doug, I said, hey, Doug, you hear me through there? He goes, yeah, I hear you. He goes, I hear, I hear it, is what he said. And I treed her, and it wasn't Hazel, but I didn't realize that at the time because we were so close to that English dog's tree. Mm-hmm. So we come off that English dog's tree, and we got out away from it, and uh, I could hear that it was Doug's dog that I treed. And I said, Doug, go ahead and put the two on me. I said, if you don't hear Hazel, I said, I think I treed you. I said, I think is what I did. And Doug goes, yeah, I think you did too. I said, if you don't hear me in the two, I said, just minus me and we'll, we'll go get them and be done with it. He goes, yep, sounds good. Well, that's how that's supposed to go. Yeah. Normally. You that, walk all the way in yes. there. Well, I'm just saying if that's a guy that's not a Doug Compton who, he, Doug don't care if he beats my brakes out at a $30 hunt. I mean, that yeah. ain't going to make or break him. Danny Raper's the same way. They're out there just working on their dogs just like we are. Yeah. But if that's a UKC hunt and I do that same thing, it's not going to work out that way. No. They're either going to throw a fit the minute I do it, which is fine because I obviously treated the wrong dog, but we couldn't tell it at the time. Yeah. Or something bad's going to happen when I make But it all works out in the end if you just, you know, treat them cast like they're supposed to be treated. Yeah. And you're honest about what's going on. Well, here, here's a prime example. Anyway, I think that was the last $30 hunt I went to. The last time I went to a UKC hunt. Mm-hmm. We went to zones when I hunted duds. Oh, was that your last one? That was my last one, too, I think. And the first night of zones, it was arguing. It was a shit show. And I didn't <laughs> I even telling, do nothing. I was telling Brett about that cast because Ace was whomping our ass. Yeah. Ace was destroying yeah. us. Ace was destroying the cast. Yeah, and got scratched. And, and I, was um, talk, I was actually talking about that cast with Brett the other night when I was hunting up there with him. And, I mean... We didn't deserve to win that cast, but no I kept three, my, None of them three dogs left in that hey, cast after Ace got scratched deserved to be a win anyway. Hey, all I did was keep my mouth shut, Yeah, and two guys argued like little school children, yep. and neither hey. one of their dogs deserved to even go on. No, they were both sorry that night. They may not be sorry all the time, but they were they sorry. They were sorry. Duds was sorry that night, too. I, I he put, wasn't as sorry as those other two, but he was pretty sorry. I can tell you right now. What? I would not have paid a nickel. For a dog in that cast. <laughs> Including the one we turned that, That's This is going to be our theme for this podcast. This is a Mythbuster theme. Yep. So we're doing the death of the $30 hunts. Because there's a lot of that been going on here lately. People talking about how all the small hunts are getting pushed out. And the local clubs aren't getting supported. Well, That's a big deal on the, on the interwebs right now. Well, I don't have Facebook. You know that. But I don't. I think part of the problem is. Because they're $35 s- hunts now summertime Mm -hmm. summertime shuts down about all hunts i'm sorry but i mean you go to a 30 dollar hunt around here february yeah there's 16 dogs 12 to 16 dogs at every one all the way up until after the after the bear creek it starts slowing down a little Mm -hmm. bit um in our part of the country but here's another reason is when the crops get in up here, we can't drive like we normally drive. Well, people slow down hunting. Mm-hmm. We become lazy. Well, that's part of it because you hear, here's the arguments you hear. Uh, in no particular order. Coon hunting's a dying sport. 
falls. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to go through them all. And oh, we're gonna, okay. You're going to have to remember them because I'm not writing this down. Right. Uh, these are just off the top of my head. Coon hunting's a dying sport. Um, everybody cheats at the comp hunts. The usual stuff. Uh, they're pricing the, the little guy out with the high entry fees. Uh, there's too many hunts. And... Uh, there's sure, I know there's a lot more. This is just, just, just the death of the local club. So let's go with those four for now. Yep. So what was the first one? You forgot already, didn't you? Coon hunting's a dying sport. Yes, coon hunting's a dying sport. Okay. Uh, I th- say there I, aren't as many coon hunters, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now I can, I can't vouch for everywhere in the country, but there's been the exact same amount here, if not more. Yep. Than since in the, at least since the mid nineties. Yeah. And so there, as far as number wise, there's just as many people with hounds probably now as there was when I started paying attention in 94, 95. Yeah. Uh, a large portion of them competition coon hunt still. Yep. More so than they did back, back then. then. Yeah. Yep. There were a lot more people that had dogs that never went to a hunt back then. Exactly. Than there are right now. And so it's not, it, it, the sports changed. It's not different or it's not dying. It's just different. It's way different yes. than what it used to be. Yeah. But I mean, technology is way different than what it used mm-hmm. to be. I mean, it's kept, it's keeping up with the times, um, with the way the world is today. I mean, everything's high. Mm-hmm. Dog prices are high. Dog food's high. You know, you name it. Everything's higher. When I first started going to hunts in the mid nineties, what were they mostly? Fifteen bucks. Ten to fifteen dollar hunts. Yeah. Now, now you could still go to them for twenty five to thirty five. Yeah. With UKC PKC. Yeah. So and they, I mean, so really, they went up. They went up like fifteen, twenty bucks. Yeah, in, in thirty years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a dollar a year. Yeah. So, and by the time I die, I might be paying roughly sixty dollars to right. go to a hunt. Yeah, a, lo- a local hunt. But for it to be a dying sport, I disagree because they need to go to some of these youth events. Uh, yeah. Because the youth yeah. that we have coming up, we have a lot of youth mm-hmm. showing up to these hunts. And they're good. And they're good young handlers. Yeah. And they're going to, I say, a lot of these kids that are at it, they're sticking with it. They ain't changing. Yeah. And, and they're not all second generation kids. That, Absolutely not. Or third generation kids that come from a long line of houndsmen. Uh-uh. You know, a lot of these kids, uh, one of their buddies got them started. Yep. Or they just heard about it because somebody at school was doing it. Yep. Or some old man down the road had some dogs and took them one night yep. and all that stuff. And so what I always tell people is if you think it's a dying sport and it ain't working and it's this and it's that and it's not like it was in the old days, how about you get off the effing couch, close your freaking computer down, yeah. go out and find a kid, yeah. take them hunt. Yeah. It's easier to bitch about it than yes, to actually make but it But all work. they want to do is exactly. whine and complain and not do anything to fix it. Yep, absolutely. Youth World Hunt's coming up October 10th. Hey. We could use all the judges we can get. Absolutely. There's going to be some kid from your area that can't afford to go. Maybe you can afford yep. to take them. Why yep. don't you grab them and yep. take them up there? They probably got their 101 and, and can't make it. And here's the other thing is, <clears throat> what people don't understand is... If there's a kid right around here that couldn't make it, mm-hmm. we would make sure that kid made it. Well, yeah. Um, and it, here, the kids that are qualified from around here already have their ways paid and they have yes. parents that are taking them or yep. me and you are taking them already yep. with my two kids or whatever, you know, it's, but I, I'd love to take kid out the youth world. Absolutely. Especially now that, you know, I couldn't do it in the past sometimes because of my other job or other yep. commitments, or something like that. But now I'm going out there, I'm working for joy and I'm going to be there anyway. Yep. I would, I'd throw them in the truck. Come on. Yeah. And I mean, 
And the other thing is, we would help out, you know, you get eight, nine people around your area. Yeah. Say, hey, this kid can't make it to the youth world. Everybody pitches in 50 to 100 bucks. Yeah. They're done. Motel's yep. paid for, entries are paid yep. for. Done deal. Food, gas. And a lot of times on Friday night, the entries are already paid for. Yeah. I mean, there's guys that are stepping up and yep. paying. They don't and, even have kids and, and, out there, and, and they're spending twenty five hundred, three thousand dollars on entries. Yeah, and it's working because you've seen the numbers climb at these hunts every Absolutely. year. Absolutely, every year the PKC mm-hmm. Youth World goes up. There's more youth events now than there ever has been. People are. I don't want to knock on the people that are doing a good right. work. There's a lot of people that are. doing But there's a, good a lot work. of people that sit there and bitch. They do and, and don't want to help. And it's the same thing as, and Yant really clarified this uh, as well. He said that the only thing that's dying in the clubs is people not going to the clubs yes. that's it that's all there is yeah. to it the support. i'm just as guilty which i don't get on the internet complain about the local clubs yeah. not making it and so on but i don't go so i'm not going to get on there and gripe about how pkc needs to do this and this guy needs to do this because i'm just as guilty of it as yep. they are i'm Absolutely. not going to the event that's why they're not filling up <laughs> yeah. is because you're on your couch and you're not at the hunt yeah now you can say, "Oh, here's another thing. You're always getting cheated." Or, and well, I don't even want to touch on we, that because we, we've we already, already we beat that to death. You're not getting cheated. You're just your dog probably sucks. But <laughs> but they they just need to go to it. Yeah. You want your local club to do well? Yep. Get off the couch. Go to your freaking local yep. club. Here's another prime example. You know, there's a lot of stuff that has to be done around a club to keep it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to use Forstel for an instance. Yeah. Um, those guys. They got a good, strong club there. Very good. Um, yep. They all pitch in. They go out. They mow. They main. They maintain yep. that place. Um, granted, there's a trap shooting range there and stuff like that. Yeah. So they got help on that aspect too. But those coon hunters, when we go down there for the youth hunt or you know the Missouri State Championship, they have that place looking immaculate. Yeah, it is. That's the, a nice place. Um, you know, and we have that fishing derby there. Mm-hmm. Look how good that pond looks. I mean, they do a great job, and, and a, a but that the, is a, participation from club members that take pride in their club. Yeah. And a lot of that is most, and this is like with any organization. There's going to be one or two guys that do ninety percent of the work, right? And Correct. so, I mean, like uh, you and me. I mean, I do ninety percent of the work. You do ten. <laughs> Finley, you've never even done 90% of a day's work, I, let alone much. I will that. at night. I will at night. Yeah. I, you have been hunting hard. I've been proud of you for that. But anyway, just just go to your club. Yeah. Go yep. to the hunts. You yep. want it to see well, go to your hunts. That's P- how to change it. PKC or UKC is not our parents. No. All right? They're not going to, they're not ending the $30 hunt. They're not the reason that this is happening. They're not, the, we are the reason. That Absolutely. Is that, this is no different than saying you want the government to step in. Yeah. It's the same concept. Which our government right now probably would step in. Exactly. It won't be long and Biden's <laughs> going to be like, hey, you need to get to that hunt or yeah. hey, you need to not get to that hunt. One or the other. Yeah. But that's, it's the same thing. PKC's a business. If a club starts, as far as the money or as far as the amount of coon, clubs and the amount of hunts if i call roger day i'm like hey here's 300 dollars, but don't take it yeah what are they gonna they're a business what yeah. are they gonna do yeah. yes they're gonna take your money less yes they're gonna let you schedule your hunts yeah it's your responsibility yeah. to go to the hunt yeah. if a club member calls says, hey let's start a coon club you gonna come to the hunts yeah yeah i'll be there then show up then show up yeah 
And if you say, no, I won't be there, then they maybe won't start the club or hey, have the hunt. Hey, and here's the other thing is, hmm. that's your own fault for yeah. saying, no, I ain't going. That's why when everybody calls me and says, hey, we're going to start a club over here, you come in the hunts, I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I probably won't. And so, yeah, don't rely on me to come and save your $30 hunts. Right, correct. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we just, we need to quit whining. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a... Uh, Contagious thing th- throughout our whole country. I think it's a s- societal yes, problem. Absolutely. Is it's never our fault, it's their fault. Uh, the responsibility, yeah. people do not take it. Yeah, it's, for always, their it's always PKC's fault. It's yeah. always uh, UKC's fault. It's always the guys that are in the cast's fault and all that stuff. Definitely don't want to blame their dog, though. No, 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 no. no. Uh, here's another thing moving on to the. Um, too many hunts. I do agree with mm-hmm. that aspect of things. Yeah, I do agree there's too many hunts, but that's also up to us to regulate. That's exactly. not up to PKC. That's exactly yeah. right. Quit scheduling so many hunts. Yeah. Talk to your talk to your hunt director. Say, look, let's not have well, four months. Let's just have one. Not only that, but talk to everybody around your state. Yeah. I mean, there's no sense of us having a hunt in Albany and Smithville the same night. Yeah. They're too close. Mm-hmm. Same people hunt at both clubs. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a lot of it is talk to your state. Yeah, talk that, to everybody within... You know, 100 miles of your club. PKC is a registry and a format. Absolutely. U- UKC is a registry and a format. We regulate, And we do everything else. Yes. We are the regulatory body of both of those pretty yeah. much. We, it, we vote on the rule set. Yes. We do all that stuff as members. Uh, as your breed association members or whatever votes mm-hmm. in UKC and as a, as a regular PKC member on the PKC side. Uh, you know, say... If you want to gripe at like pro sport, then that's a little different situation because you know that's they run it how they want to run it. Yeah, exactly, and that's why their hunts are different than the regular yeah. thirty dollar whatever hunts. Yeah, and if you don't like the way they run it, you don't have to go. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that's, so that's pretty cut. And, and dry. it's no different UKC PKC pro sport whatever. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't go. But the thing is, don't sit there and knock on them either. Yeah. I mean. We didn't go to pro sport, but we weren't knocking them. We weren't saying, nope. you know, and then I, we just said we haven't tried it yet. Yeah. And, and that was the truth. We hadn't tried it. You know it yet. what? We tried it. We liked it. We've yep. been to a couple truck hunts mm-hmm. now. Um, do we we'll go to go them again? all the time? No. No, because it's been hot. We haven't been hunting. Yep. When it gets cooler, we'll start hitting the hunts again. We, August, we never do anything in August. July and August, no. No. Early July, sometimes we'll, we'll hit a pro classic or something. Yeah, but that's because you were. I don't know what your mindset was to go hunt in 100-degree weather down at Kinder. That's yeah. usually the one we hit. Yeah. And I don't know what your mindset is to go down there and sweat your ass off like that, but I ain't going. <laughs> it actually wasn't bad the last time I was down there. I know. Well, it Two rained and ago. stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, to me, it, that I, ain't I no got fun. in the first night, so I wasn't. I was excited about it. I was like, you know, this was a good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Second me, night, I wasn't a fan. Yeah. Me, I'm not doing that. I'll go out there and walk around for them kids, yeah. you know, for that youth youth nationals and stuff like that. But no, and I don't. But you look at July and August, we don't go much. And nope. you look at guys that have to do this for a living. I bet it ain't easy doing it all the time. Oh, absolutely not. It always looks fun from the outside looking in. Oh, look at Ward and Weed and all these guys. They get to go to a coon hunt every week. I'm like, yeah, it's 98 degrees in Lebanon, Kentucky, and they're turning yeah. a dog loose in them high fences and standing yeah. corn. I'm yeah. good. They didn't want to be there either, I bet. <laughs> well, I don't know. Their mindset's a little different. That's us. true, too. They actually like to coon on a lot yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the whole point of this is everybody can find 
the part niche. of the sport that they like. Yeah. They can find their yeah. niche in it. And our, our niche is we hit a major event or a pro classic, and we go to maybe eight or ten a year, hey. and we hunt for fun otherwise. You look in January. We we hunt hard in January yeah. and February. We we just normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, all the way through March we hunt hard. Yeah, and then after that, we just slowly taper off. We do. I mean, yeah. and and it's if you look at us every year, it's the same way. Yeah. But when Lone Star Five Thousand comes along, we're there. There are hunts we want to win, and there are hunts we want to go to, and we gear the way we hunt towards that. Absolutely. That's all we do. Well, there's, and the other thing is, there's hunts that we have fun at. Yeah, well, there's and, only um, the Lone Star Five Thousand, the only one that I ever really do, just purely for fun. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do I that. Mean, I don't. Think, a, I can't think of any of the others yeah. that I do. And a lot of people view Bear Creek the same way. I think I got a bad outlook for Bear Creek because I can't win a cast over there. Well, no kidding. We get swacked oh, every they time just we go destroy, there. They just destroy. They maul. They maul yeah. me. Now I could win it at La Plata. Yeah. Like I, if it's a five hundred added, I can go over yeah. there and just. Tree two yeah. coons and beat everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand it, but at Bear Creek, I can't win a cast. I think I've won. I think that's a mindset. No, no, you I look think, positive going into. No, I think challenge. I just get more coons treat on me <laughs> than my dog's tree. Is usually how it goes. <laughs> it ain't got nothing to do with mindset. <laughs> that is true. That could be a possibility. <laughs> remember that In year. Words, remember that year I was going to win it with dads. Oh, what was that? Three years ago. Two Did years you, ago, you made it the first night. I think. Uh, no, I'm I won Monday night. He was two hundred on the only coon tree. That's and, right. And then I made that bad call hunting against Burns that he still brings up. I'm like, let it go, Burns. On Tuesday. Yeah, on Tuesday, and then uh, I minused his coon to get in the final four on Wednesday. Yep. And then you quit going. And then I didn't go Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yep. I don't blame you. Yeah, I was mad. I mean, some things just aren't meant to be. Yeah. He should have won all three casts, and he won one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty sad. Pretty sad. That's my handler there, folks. Yep. But I can honestly say he screwed me out of a lot more cast than I've screwed him. Oh, out absolutely, of. <laughs> absolutely. The funny thing is, but does he can he can lead that damn thing all the way through, look good. Yeah. And the last fifteen minutes, he will find a way to. Lose you know it. how many times I've talked people out of withdrawing against him because he's beating their brakes off so bad in the first hour. I a see. Bunch. See, that's the difference between me and you. But, but I hate him. But I'm I would try- rather I'm- see the dog lose than me win. That's how much I hate that dog. <laughs> We're just the opposite. I like to win. <laughs> I don't care I, if it's with a poodle. Whenever uh, I can't, I think it might have been Matt Anderson or somebody, and he had treated a couple of coons and was treated again. And Matt goes, "Well, I guess I'll just probably hit her caught and get out of here." I said, "You might want to wait till this last tree, see what it is, because he's two hundred on it too." Yeah. And he goes, "What?" I said, "Trust me." I said, "This dog." He's gonna screw up and lose this cast somehow. I said he always does. We went in there and he was on a gut slick. I cut him loose on it, treat on it again. Now he's up two hundred, and the cast is winding down. And he goes back and trees on it stationary gets put on me. And uh, another dog gets treed for a hundred and a quarter, and it's sitting in there treating. Of course he ain't gonna tree it. You know yeah. it's got three minutes left to go in this hunt. Stationary he's gonna run down like. A minute left or something like that. Anyway, the hunt's running down. I have to tree him. Five minutes, 30, gone, 30 seconds gone on the stationary or something like that, and I tree him. And he stays there for about another two minutes and leaves. Cost me 100 Go to that dog. She's got a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I said, there you go. Yeah. That's why you don't withdraw against this idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty simple. What was the other thing I wanted to talk about on the on the $30 hunts dine? Oh, the, they, they raised it five bucks. Yeah. And, you know... 
that's one of them deals where I would didn't care if they did or didn't. No. You know, I, I mean, what's the difference between affect, thirty and thirty-five dollars? I don't like a dollar going to the world hunt very much. I would have just assumed this is just me. I'd have put, I'd have put a three dollars towards the escrow or four dollars towards the escrow and a dollar towards the youth. I don't, the world hunt don't need more money. Yes and no. Well, it does, but not through that. Yes, correct. Because the, them, them people that are arguing that they can't ever afford to go to the world hunt. And they're giving their money towards an event they'll never be able to attend. They got a point. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand. I understand yep. where you're coming from, but also, if five dollars, thirty five dollars keeps you from going, then you probably shouldn't go to a coon hunt anyway. And here's here's my deal. Uh-huh. I would have just soon made them forty. No, I don't care if. They're and you want to know why? I don't care if they're a bajillion gillion dollars. I ain't going anyway. But <laughs> I'm an elitist. <laughs> yeah, you're an elitist. <laughs> but I mean, in my opinion. Which is not worth much anymore. It used to be worth something, I thought. But it's are you, talk, of, are it's, you talking about with Roger Dale? No, I'm oh. just talking about in general. In general. <laughs> uh, but I think that, uh, in my opinion, I think they should distribute that money more towards the youth program. Yeah. And my reasoning for that is, if you think the sport is a dying That's what's going to drive the $30 hunts eventually anyway. Exactly. The, the kids we're paying for now. Exactly. But... <sighs> I, I feel like it was such a minute detail. Yes, that it absolutely. Doesn't, it doesn't really. But I mean, it got people up in arms. It did. And I and to it me, did. I don't understand. Everybody's like, well, yeah, the coon hunters are paying. You know, the coon hunters are always paying for what they want extra. Okay. PKC is a business. Mm-hmm. If you have a business and know how to run a business, your customer customer base wants to pay a little extra to put something towards something you're gonna let them yeah you're not gonna jump off there oh no we ain't taking your money i mean <laughs> you'd go broke tomorrow <laughs> so i don't know what people's big deal about that is i don't either i don't i honestly but i i literally don't think it's going to affect the number it at is 30, not, at 30 no months. it's going to be the same thing yes as it it's always great, is it's great for the youth fund absolutely and great for the state escrow to the guys yeah. that are in the top whatever yeah you know, they're going to get a better payday. Do I think it's going to push to make the state races better and no, stuff? Absolutely I not. I don't. Because there's $100 open events that and legacy hunts that dominate the state races Yes. Now. Yeah. I do like the new senior format that came out. Yeah, with. that's a good idea. I do. I mean, that's a good we idea. got some guys that we run around with. That, yeah, we got to keep Stedman in the hunts. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> I, I honestly think this will bring, might bring big, big time, time out of I hope retirement. so. I, hope I mean, so. he won't be just. We'll be. We'll be there waiting on him for the dogs, and We're he gonna, can be hunting. Big Tom, you need to put down your sweet tea, <laughs> and get your big old glass of water, and get your big ass on a treadmill, and get ready to win some hunts. Because yeah. we're gonna get you a dog, and you're gonna go. You're gonna go dominate the senior cast. We'll, we'll put him behind Razor. He'll have fun. There you go. Him and Razor. We'll mm-hmm. get a. We'll get a carton of. We're gonna get a pizza, and yeah. <laughs> or was that Razor or was that uh, Bones? That was Bones. Oh, it was that, Bones. <laughs> Let's tell that story. <laughs> You'd so, have to know Big Tom. Yeah. If who, you don't know Big Tom, you won't think this is quite as humorous. But <laughs> Big Tom, he takes care of the dogs while we're gone, you know, while we're out hunting and stuff. And Tom, Big Tom might be the most valuable team asset. member we yeah. have. And he uh, he was getting ready to let dogs out, and so he goes into Justin's room and get old Bones out and go let him out, walk him around. And Well, Justin brought her pizza back and threw it up on the... Um, 
on the desk there at the, ta- at the hotel in his room and bones dug out of his kettle. <laughs> he had one of them soft-sided crates. crates. Remember that? Because Duds would <laughs> yep. never get out of it. Apparently yep. Bones will. <laughs> bones got out of that. He ate the pizza. <laughs> he destroyed that room. Shit on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> or the bed. The bed. Yeah, shit on the bed. He pulled a, uh, what's her name? He pulled an Amber Heard on Big yeah. Tom. <laughs> yeah. Took a big deuce on the pillow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was a big time one. Was that before or after Bones won Super Stakes? That was before, wasn't it? That was before Bones yes. won Super Stakes. Bones didn't about survive that trip. <laughs> I thought old Big Tom was going to regulate old Bones, but. Nope, but that, yeah, that was a, but Big Tom, he's, you know, when he dog needs to take care of, he takes care yep. of it. Big Tom be a good handler, too. you dang right. He'd be hard to handle in the woods. He'll tell yeah. you exactly what's up. Well, he he don't tells care. us we're idiots all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but no, it's a, uh, that I think is going to be a great deal. I really yeah. do. I, and I, I would like to see some prestige brought to it, too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, if they win it, they should automatically be in the Hall of Fame. Yep. I honestly think that's one thing they should add to that. I agree. That would be that would be a good idea. That's a good idea, Finley. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I mean, I come up with some good stuff once in a while. <laughs> Not always, but sometimes. Back to me being an elitist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Josh is going to get over this portion. Well, another thing is that I said, none of the other comments that they got mad at me about was I said that if you brought really good dogs and really good handlers to all the $30 hunts or they were, yep. they were more prevalent like they are in the pro classics or the pro sport or the major UKC events or whatever. Yeah. I'd go to them. Yeah. It's not about the money. I yeah. like competing against good dogs and good handlers and I don't want to argue. Yeah. And I don't want to have to judge every cast. Yeah. And cause when I go to these little open events, I got to judge when I go, even when I go down to the Lone Star or Burr Creek or whatever, I'm yep. stuck judging all the time and I hate it. I don't want to do it. Now, I don't mind if I'm a non-hunting judge. I don't mind those at the Pro yep. Classics or something like that because I'm not trying to listen for my dog and my dog's yep. not at a disadvantage because I'm judging. There's another popular myth right there. The, ju- it's the judge has an advantage. The judge has a disadvantage Absolutely. if you're a hunting judge. Especially if it, I mean, if it's an open event, mm-hmm. under open event rules, that judge is a glorified scorekeeper. Yeah. That's all he is. Yeah. He I mean, makes no he makes no difference in the outcome of the cast whatsoever. No. If you don't like his call, you say, you hey, I want to question, question that. It. And then you vote on it. Yeah. And if you don't like the vote, you then appeal you it and you yeah. take it to a panel and it's done. Yeah. But don't be hoping and hollering and acting like a jackass out there. Nobody wants to go to those. I, I, I kind of quit doing that. Yeah, I know you did. I'm proud of you. Yeah. It took, what, 10 years hanging out with me before you finally slowed her down a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Either that or it was just age one or two. <laughs> But yeah, it just—it's not about where are and where are the best dogs right now. It's pro classics. They are those. Are, those are the best dogs on the planet. And yeah, there's some good ones that are at thirty dollars hunts, and are. those guys can't afford to go to them pro classics yep. and stuff. But they're not as many. They're not all three good that you're no. turning loose against Absolutely ever. Not not, no. not not a single open event I've ever been with that I haven't turned loose. Three really good dogs. Right. With me. Yeah. You know? I mean... Because a lot of times I'm packing a young dog that ain't very good, or I'm packing a dog that's yeah, but, stale and getting... They ain't right either. But or about, I wouldn't... I'd have them at a bigger event instead of a $30 hunt. But four or five years ago, going to a $30 hunt around here... We did have some good ones. There was... Whenever Dollar and Trader or... I mean, you name yeah. it, we had... Well, we um, had... You, you figured Dollar, Trader, 
uh, Harley and the dog Lance Wilson was packing. Okay. That's a good cast of dog. That's a pro classic cast. Yeah. Well, there was, you look at the night, um, we had a hunt over there at Mercer and we treated 11 coons and we had Trader, mm-hmm. Shorty, um, Tango, yeah. Ralph. I mean, we had a lot of good quality yeah, but that's, that's not the norm, and, and Pro Classics weren't that big a deal back then either. Absolutely not. The, all we, we had the 6500s. Yeah. That was it. And there's only four of them. Yeah. I don't know. At that time, there's only two of them. Yeah, there was a black IP. There was IP. a black IP and the one yeah. out in Besiris, wasn't yep. there? Yeah. Yep. Then we're the only two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now we don't take those finished dogs to $30 hunts because we don't want to screw them up before we take them to something important. Right. A lot of times, it's just... Maybe a couple of weeks before, we'll get them a little tune-up, and then we'll yeah. get them out of there early yeah. or something, you know. So, yeah, it's it's just different uh, if you had really good dogs and really good handlers, and it was, you know, within driving distance, you dang right I'd go to it. It'd be fun. Yeah. But you don't run into that. Nope. Very rarely. You don't even want to go to one around here. I don't understand that. No. Well. Damn elitist. I did. Uh, last winter, I went to Smithville one night. Yeah. Remember, yeah. Colin got chewed up by that. Eleven yeah. month old pup, and that guy got mad at me. Yeah, because he said my dog was mean, as he's over here bleeding underneath my feet, and yeah. his dog's over there trying to cough his hair out. Yeah. So yeah, that was the last one I went to around here. That was the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> mean dogs. And then Con is mean. Don't yeah. get me wrong, Con's a little rough. Yeah. And he wasn't as mean as that Joker sitting over there under that tree with him. I can promise you that. That sucker was mean fact. now. And I didn't. I wasn't mad. I'm like, well, Con started a fight he couldn't finish, probably. Yeah. You know, that happens. Yeah. Uh, but there ain't no sense in chewing me out about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> exactly know? right. I'm sorry your dog has to spit my dog out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> yeah. But we also don't want to downgrade going to $30 hunts. No. No. We want everybody to go. Yeah. It's just not for me. Yeah. It's not for me. At, it's- at, at most times. You know, there's sometimes I want to go to one, and I'll go yeah. to it. Jace is going to go to him. Yeah. You know, I'll take Jace and, and let him go handle them hunts I have before. Yeah. And he enjoys it. Yeah. And is there anybody that I won't, that will, that will call me and say, hey, let's go coon hunting one night, and, and, and I won't go with him? Oh, absolutely not. No. No. I, I don't want to go to a cast a lot of times, but, but I'm not going to not go hunting with somebody yeah. because I think I'm better than they are. Yeah. Usually their dogs are better than mine. Yeah. Or they may be better than me. It's okay. But I can't remember the last time we ever turned somebody down to go hunting. Mm-mm. No, not that I can think of. I mean, unless you show up and you're just a complete jackass or something, we won't invite yeah. you back. Yeah. But other than that, no. No, I'll hunt with anybody. Yeah. I do it all the time. Yeah, you. I mean, especially now with you being on the yeah. road, you hunt with a lot of different people. I did. I was just up in Iowa, called Brett Myers. Hey, let's go hunting tonight. Him and Colin Stubbs and... Uh, Dave come by and we all went hunting, had a great time, mm-hmm. you know, fun. I go down south, I call, make a few calls. I'm hunting with somebody or I find a hunt and go to it or yep. whatever. I do it all the time. Yep. It's, it's a piece of cake. I'll go hunting with anybody. Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, we're, one thing, one thing I think people see though, is you're doing a podcast, mm-hmm. you're doing this, you're doing that. You're, you're out there in the public eye a lot. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the public eye, people think, your nose is up in the air. That is true. And, you know, and people think I'm a dick. Well, you are. Well, in a way. But <laughs> in a way, I'm not. Because I just don't like big crowds. Yeah. I mean, I don't like going out and socializing in a big crowd. You're an introvert. 
I don't know if I'm an introvert exactly. You are, actually. I just like to sit down, and if I want to sit down and talk to a few people, I sit down mm-hmm. and talk to a few people. And that, oh, that's another thing. We keep coming, I'm an introvert? We, no, no, no. <laughs> we keep coming into good points. Uh, the hunts have changed in the fact that they're not all about the camaraderie anymore, especially see, on the PK, PKC side. But See, and I disagree with that. I don't. But you tell me your point first. Okay, you take a hunt like the Black IP, or not Black IP, mm-hmm. the um, Lone Star 5000. I will say before you get started that there's still the, a high level of camaraderie. It's just in a different situation. Right, yes. right. Okay, so like the... Everybody hangs out with their clique. Yes. And their crowd. Lone Star 5000, though, mm-hmm. I feel everybody is... It feels like an old school coon hunt. It does, yeah. And it still has an old school atmosphere, everything. Yeah. Here's where I think things have changed. When things left Aurora, Kentucky, mm-hmm. things changed. I don't know because my views of Aurora, Kentucky are you not as fond as everybody else's. Well, you didn't. You weren't down there for mm-hmm. the PKC Worlds and stuff and Super Stakes. But as soon as it left there, coon hunting changed completely. In my perspective, that's when I seen it start okay. changing. Because now you go to like Salem, where the World Hunt is, you got. Places to go eat, it's all, everything spread out. That is a fair point. Roar, Kentucky, what'd you do? You went and played cards at the tennis center. Yeah. You sat down at the tennis center and bullshit with everybody. And when you come back, there was no, there wasn't a bar down the road. Yeah. There wasn't an eating joint down the road. They had stands that were up. Mm-hmm. People went out there to eat. And you went in the clubhouse and talked to everybody. And when you'd come back from a late round, there would be, God, hundreds of people there. Yeah. And when you walked in, you felt like you'd done something because everybody's like, hey, congratulations, yeah. da-da-da. In my opinion, coon hunting has changed as soon as it left there because now we're going to places where there's more things to do, yeah. put it that way. Um, I feel when we did it down at Paducah, I felt for the youth nationals – that was pretty special. Yeah. And here's the reason why. Those kids were playing with other kids outside, running in and out, you know, out in the yard playing. To me, that that atmosphere kind of come back a little bit. But on on another note, but like you said, like, you know, like Salem, um, people just don't go and talk out at the club. No, you look at... And that Finley, you made a very good point. And I never actually thought of that about how we spread out at Salem. Yep. Uh, we're all staying in different motels, and we all. I go, mean, we, we stay all, at that lodge now. Yeah, we all. You know? Yeah, we wouldn't even be at the room where we see people sometimes yeah. now. And so we all go in. We get our entries done. We go to our satellite club, or we go back to the lodge yeah. and sleep until it's time to hunt out of Salem for hunt yeah. out of Salem, and then that's it. And you will look at the cast matchups, and I will see all my friends. You know, I'll see. Oh, there's there's Ryan, and there's you know Joe, or there's you know ten other people there that I never even seen. For three days, yeah. they've been here and been in cast, and I've yet to even speak a single word to them. Yeah. Because Ryan and them are all staying over there with Jeremy and Johnny and all them guys, and they, they cook and they eat, and Zach McBee and all them guys are over there with them, and they do all the friendship stuff that they do. Yeah. Me and you and Steady and Big Tom and Josh and, and everybody, we're all going out to eat at lunch, and then we're all going to hang out at the lodge or wherever we're doing until it's time to go back to clubhouse. And so there's still a level of camaraderie, but you're right. Now we're we, we're not forced into the same building, yeah, you know, we're, to do the same things all yeah. the time. But I mean, when we see each other, you know, we all sit down, and talk, you know. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's I mean, not, it's not like we're not friends, and there's not some level of camaraderie. But no, but we're spread out more, yeah. and I think 
you know, down at, like, at Aurora, you stayed at the cabins right there. Mm-hmm. Or you stayed just down the road at Bee Springs Resort. I can remember I stayed there. I don't know how many times. You know, and you had a cabin there, but there was like 15 other people that had cabins yeah. right there with you. So you're not, it's not as, uh, it's not, it's spread out. You don't have the localized places yeah. to, everybody congregates now. I mean, there's I mean, Applebee's, there's Apple, that, that, that might be the only Applebee's in the world that, is that a makes de- money. That, that is a destination place. Yeah. Yeah. It makes money. Cause like if I see an Applebee's when I'm on the road right I don't now, even, I'm just like, nope, no. I ain't going in there. But, but the Applebee's at Salem. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. Because that's where everybody goes. Yeah. But what about at the local level, though? Because you remember back in the day going to the UKC hunts, the bench show would start at 2. They'd have a treeing contest, and not very many people just rolled in right at deadline and turned their car or got their easy entry card out and Mm -hmm. entered the hunt. It was a daily thing. Well, I think now, these days, everybody's busier, too. That's true, too. I mean, back then, okay, take, take the average age of a guy showing up at the UKC hunts 10 years ago to the average age of the guy showing up at UKC hunts today. Yeah. What Are they not the same? I'd say there's probably a 20-year span. Older or younger? I think 20 years ago, there was, there were older yeah. gentlemen, and they went around, they went there and they sat around bullshitted, just like they go to morning coffee. Yeah. You know, I think, I think there's an age gap also with coon hunting. Because if you really look at... Our sport right now, there's there, it a, there's, is, a, there's age gaps. It's really the seniors and the youth yeah. are, are two of the main groups right yeah. now. There's not a lot of forty year olds. No, like me and you, we're a dying breed. Yes, we are. <laughs> we we are the minority. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's that I think that has a lot to do with yeah. it too. But you know, we keep the youth program going, and that's going to all level out. You know, Absolutely, you're bringing, you're bringing in you know a couple thousand ten year olds every year. Eventually, everything's going to be even up. Well, here's the thing: you get another group like Jace mm-hmm. and Buck and those guys. They they love to see their buddies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, that camaraderie it's going to be back. Yeah, you'll see the same guys that were competing in youth events and, against each other that are hunting against each other still today, and yeah. their friends still still today yeah. because of it. And here's another thing that's changed. The social media aspect of things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the camaraderie... Here's a prime example. Social media... Let's let's go take one quick detour. Uh, social media has... Really, helped and hindered. Well, it's hindered us in more ways than it's helped, I think. But one of the main hindrances is that back in the day, if you wanted any kind of notoriety, if you wanted to be you know well known in the sport if you want to do something like this you couldn't go just get on facebook and start blowing up your dog and then telling everybody how great he is and then get the same thing that you could get you know 30 years ago absolutely you had to get in the magazine yeah or you had nothing or nobody even knew what you was talking about yeah well now everybody can get on social media and and get that fix that that people need to know me fix and i i'm I guess I'm a, not a good one to talk to as I'm sitting here on this podcast with a YouTube channel and all this stuff, but that's not the reason I want to do it. I don't want to do it because I want to be well-known, but they people can get that now. Yeah, but what you're doing it for, and people don't realize this, is to help the sport. Yeah, I don't want to be famous. No. 
<laughs> you know me as well as any human being on this world, Finley, and yeah. I'm the least person in the world that actually wants to be known. Right, and that's what I'm saying. You're doing it to help the sport get, you know, spread the word, you know, because there's so many people coming after what we love to do. Yeah. And that's why you are doing this is to give a clarity of what we do. Yes. If I was doing this for my own vanity, I would start a one-on-one coon league. Exactly. But I don't, that's not why I'm doing yeah. it. Cause I'm not a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, even I would say even back when I started running stud ads on trader, mm-hmm. those didn't last long. No, because, and, and everybody goes through phases when yeah. you're in your twenties, and you feel like you really got something special, you want to shout it out to the world and show everybody. Yeah. Everybody's been like that at some point in their yeah. life, especially when you're younger. Yeah. And then you get a taste of that, and you realize what it's really like, and you say, right. like you did with Trader, you're like, whoa, pump the brakes, that's not for me. Yeah. Okay, so you made your transition pretty quickly. Well, some people don't transition that fast. I think I transitioned overnight. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was pretty short. I think the 10th phone call you got, you're like, yeah, we're pulling this ad. That's <laughs> yeah. done. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and everybody goes through phases, and you have to recognize that. When I was 23 or 24, 25 years old, I was just as dumb as every other young kid. You know? Absolutely. And one of the things that social media hasn't hindered, and it's actually done well, is these kids that have grown up with it. Uh, you're looking at them at the youth hunts now, and they kind of recognize it for what it is, and it's not such a strange you yeah. know, situation for them, and they've they've been able to overcome that, and they yeah. they turn into pretty good kids and pretty yeah. good handlers, and they also realize the downfalls of, of things like that that we didn't understand when it first came out. That right. your words matter, what you say is important. That's going to be out there forever. Yeah, you know, it took it takes everybody a little while to learn that. Yeah. Well, these kids through social media are learning that earlier. Yeah. They're minding their p's and q's earlier. They're they're gentlemen and casts earlier, and and well acting young ladies, yeah. and. They have a lot easier learning curve than we had. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, I mean, well, you think about it back in the day. I'll guarantee you when I was a pain, pain in the cast. Yeah. Everybody knew that when we got back to clubhouse. Yeah. And it gets around. And I've always, I've never really been a pain in the cast. I never have my entire career. Well, I've probably been a big enough pain for, for both, both of, of us. <laughs> I agree. Now, there's been, don't get me wrong, I'll get Kurt fired up in a cast. Oh, or, absolutely. Or I'll stand, or I'll, with, or you're I'll, having fun with Exactly. It, or I'll stand my ground if I think something yeah. is wrong or whatever, you know. But never just an outright belligerent idiot. Right. But had social media come around at maybe one of those moments or something like that, and someone snaps that on their camera phone, that never goes away. Yeah. You have that stigma for the rest of your life. Right. And so it's something that we really need to be mindful of yeah. whenever we're out here doing and this stuff. Hey, the good thing is I'm glad that happened after I went through my phase. Yeah. Yeah. I'm because gonna, I guarantee you there have been some hellacious good videos. <laughs> <laughs> People be like, Jed Finley for president after that. I don't think that would be the case. Although you would be better than what we got, I don't yeah. know if that would still be the case. I'll guarantee you we'd be having fun. But yeah, if that if that stuff would have come out way back when, man, I would I I actually kind of been funny to kind of watch some of them on my blow up expeditions. But well, even now, like I've had Facebook for fifteen years or something now, and you have your memories, yeah, deal that comes up. Yeah. And there's one about one a year or two a year. I'm like, oh shit, delete, <laughs> delete. <that." laughs> yeah. I'm glad nobody sees that <laughs> because it's just. Cancel culture is a real deal everywhere. Yeah. You know, it, the, it even happens with us in the coon hunting sport. People, yeah. people get the idea of somebody, and all of a sudden the reality don't matter. 
Yeah. You know, that happens. Oh, I mean, that's been my whole life in coon hunting, really. That has, I mean, really. You know, and I But really, that's not just you. That's, but, but the thing is, I don't. Some people let it bother them. Yeah, I know you don't I, care. I don't care. But, like, when people have a view of, let's take anybody right now that I don't even know any winner, uh, Joe Manning right now. Yeah. I mean, there's people that don't know Joe. Yeah. Now, Joe's a great dude. I get along with Joe great. Me and yeah. him have been friends for quite a while. But there's people that are going to think down on him because they absolutely don't know who he actually is. Absolutely. All they see is him in the winter circle with Don. Or. Yeah. Or you, or a Scott Engel, or a Ward or Weed, or yeah. anybody. You and the know. War, you know, you really look at prime example. I'd say Ward and Weed. They're probably they go to the most hunts. Yeah. I would say. Um, and people, people jealousy. Yeah. That people have over that. It's like, go do their deal. Yeah. I've never. I've always been a proponent of. What has this person done to me, and how has this person acted towards me? In person. I try to be that way. Yes, that's the way I've always been. That's yeah. why me and you are still friends. Yeah. Because if, <laughs> if I didn't have that policy, I'd probably, still, I'd probably hate your guts. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So you don't really know any of these people. No. You know, these guys that are griping on the internet about me or you, or whatever, they don't really know us. No. And so, well, of course, it doesn't bother me, and it ain't going to bother you, but it's going to bother some people. That I, they think need to, the, I think the Salidas deal got under your skin well, a little bit. Uh, not really. Like, I haven't, like, woke up in a cold sweat and be like, <laughs> you know, that one guy said I was an elitist or anything. But I did want to address it because, yeah. you know, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's just like CNN saying Rogan's taking horse pills or whatever. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. You get a we get, I got fan mail the other day. Good. Yeah, yeah. One of our devoted listeners wrote me a nice little letter. Said thanks for the podcast. I enjoy you guys doing it. Good. Uh, good dude. I've talked to him before. So yeah, yeah. Oh, we appreciate all that stuff. But when you actually get people that are following a personality, Absolutely. like me or you, you're going to yep. get some that just they're little bitches and they get mad about it. Absolutely. Because they're going to get mad about something no matter what you do anyway. Yep. So there's no sense yep. even worrying about it. And the thing is, if people would see you at a hunt, you talked to. Everybody. Every single person that comes up to me. You go out of your way to talk to a yeah. lot of people, though, too. Yeah. Where me, I'm going straight in, and I'm going yeah. straight out, and I get, people will stop me going through there, and it drives me batshit crazy. Because even though I gripe about them a lot, uh, I love houndsmen. Absolutely. I love talking to them. Yeah. I like picking their and brains. I, I like, like knowing them. on what's going on in just their regular life, because most of them are really good people, and they're friends yeah. of mine. And But you just... Uh, well, the gentleman from Iowa that's a listener that is a, talked to me a few times, Dan Lynch called me the other night, uh, had a question about a dog. Yeah. It's 930, uh, Credence is sick on the couch, and I'm, I'm with at home with a sick kid watching TV. Me and him, he, had a, he wanted some advice on a dog, wanting to know if I could help him. He says I did. I don't know. I don't consider myself a great houndsman or anything, but I just told him what I would do with the dog. He said it worked. I don't mind getting calls like that. Mm-hmm. It's fine. You know, perfect. You yep. know, you need some help, call me. If I don't answer, it means I'm busy. If I do answer, I'll definitely sit down and talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, yeah, people don't, they don't know. That's the thing about social media is we really don't know any of these people. No. Until you go out there and you visit with them and yeah. you see, you know, who they actually are. You, there's no sense in even passing Well, judgment. 95% people that run their mouth, really, on social media they don't have never, they don't have never even walked up and talked. Yeah. You know. I get sick of the ones that are talking about the pro classic stuff, and I'm like, well, how many have you been to? Exactly. None, because I can't afford it because it's a rich man's sport, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, said, well, and yeah, the thing is, and we've covered this over and over, over and yeah, over, is there is levels for every financial person mm-hmm. out there. And then, then there's pleasure hunting. Yeah. I don't ever see 
guy. I don't. I don't see Scott Engel getting on Facebook and griping about pleasure hunters. No, nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, it's just, so we're not bothering you. And the thing is, we need every buddy in yes. this business. Yes. It ain't. We don't need just the pleasure hunters. We don't need just the competition hunters. We don't need the elite handlers that are out running dogs yeah. for other people. It takes everybody to make this sport actually work. Yeah. Because if there wasn't these guys that were just out handling for yeah. people, what would these dogs be worth? Hey, if it wasn't for the single A players, the Yankees wouldn't have a ball club. Exactly. I mean, that's the way it works. Yeah, but what know? I'm saying is, what is what is the dogs? value if you don't got these paid handlers and there are people that only do it uh to listen to their dogs run absolutely that is great and i love doing that too i do sometimes uh but i don't like to hear them in a cornfield chase like the old timers you say man don't that sound good with them dogs running i I envy those guys because those guys can't have a bad night absolutely their dogs go out there and look like crap who cares yeah it's yeah. like last night. Shock looks good. Rain looks like a puke. Yeah. It's like, what in the hell? You don't worry about shock looking good. You just get mm-hmm. mad because rain looked like a puke. Exactly. You ruin your whole night. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, I turned her loose last. So they shouldn't envy us. We envy them. Yeah. Uh, because I would they, love to just be able to go out 10 times a year and turn some dogs loose and maybe tree one coon and be happy when they do it and come home. Absolutely. That would be probably the less stressful way to go. Oh. And Much I less mean, stress. You think about it. If you if we could just go out and sit on the tailgate and enjoy what that dog was doing, yeah. no matter what it was doing, we would love. I mean, that's yeah, when but, you know you love Kuna. But the problem with that is, um, we can't hunt with those people. No, I couldn't. You know, because I'm I'm wanting to train my dog and I'm wanting to make my dog do things well, that dogs aren't supposed to do. Mine sitting out there and running that cornfield over five minutes. Yes. What's going to happen? I'm to not him? sitting over there over a fire roasting marshmallows <laughs> with this with this pleasure hunter. I'm going to go out there and do something about that dog. Yeah. And so we can't. It ain't like we can't relate because there's right. times where we want. And there's times where we go out. Once a year, we'll go out and have a good time. Oh, we'll, yeah. we'll get a bunch of old dogs together, and we'll get yeah. a bunch of friends, and we'll get on the rangers, and we'll just go see how many coons we can treat. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah, and we don't worry and about what a dog's doing nope, that whole night. Nope. Nope. And we that's the one, usually we pick a good night in November. Yeah. And when we go, it's nice. Yeah, when it's nice out, and we go shoot a bunch of coons, and we have a good time. Me, you, Ralston, know we did it last yeah. year. We treat like 24 coons yeah. or something like that. And so, yeah, we, we'll do it on occasion, but that's yeah. not why we're out there. No. 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 I mean, that's just not. No. And so the, maybe we need to get back to that. Maybe we'll win more. We might. Uh, we didn't win much when we was just doing that. No, we didn't. <laughs> uh, those four dogs that we turned loose that night, I don't think have won a combined fifty dollars since. <laughs> I think you're right. To be honest with you, I think Con won a cast down in Oklahoma or Texas or something like That's that. That's the, the only dog that would won the cat. Had won no, cat. Oddball got his hundred one after oh. that. So they won about two hundred bucks. Yeah, and that was last November. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't, yeah, think, I don't the, think that's going to solve our problems. They're the dogs we're packing around these days. Yeah. Well, actually, what about Ralph? Ralph, he's just sitting in he's a kennel. He's just sitting over there being Ralph. Yeah. You think he'll ever come out of that funkies in? I don't know. I don't know. I mean. You think Ralston get that race car put up long enough, turning back loose every now and then? He will this winter, I bet. Yeah, I think this winter he will. Yeah. When the crops get out and he can drive around to him. Yep. Yep. But, I mean, we'll see. Finley, we've rambled on for about an hour. Is there I, anything hey, else? All I can I say feel like is, all we did was complain, and we didn't really come to any solid points. Oh, I think we had some real good solid points. Yeah, I don't I mean, think we reiterated them enough. 
Well, there's only so much you can go over, yeah, that's over true. and over and over. Let's it, do some. Let's do like ten minutes of dog training for people that are actually coon hunters listening to this. Okay. What about? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the problem that this dog guy had the other night. Uh, young female, two year old, not quite two, I think. Uh, real legit coon treer by herself, real legit. Turning her loose, hunting the hide off of her six nights a week has been for a long time, all through the summer, all through everything. Uh, recently, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what the dog's doing. You're gonna tell me what you would do with it, and then I will tell you what I suggested he do. Uh, hunting it 95% alone, uh, drop after drop. Dog's a machine. Bang, bang, bang. Just train the fire out of coons. Goes on like this for a long time. Uh, eventually, uh, she would start leaving trees. Uh, tree for a little bit, mosey off. Maybe tree for a little bit. Come back, stand by the handler, and this went on and got a little worse and then he called me now what would you do what would you suggest what's what's the first question you would ask when someone tells you a dog was doing that well first thing i'd say is is she burn out okay if you're hunting her six nights a week if she's a young dog mm-hmm. and you're really pounding her pounding her pounding her by herself she might be getting sick of it yeah she might not be having fun first thing i'd do is put her up second thing is i'd run and get her a vet check mm-hmm. um with all the tick diseases and stuff these days, something like that could be very easy. Okay. Um, but what I would do is I'd put her up for a couple weeks, then go back out and make it fun for her. Just a drop or two. Mm-hmm. Not over and over and over again until she gets that drive back. Um, is he knocking around a lot of coons? Is he not knocking around any coons? If he's not knocking around any coons... He's knocking he, out very, very, very few coons. He needs to start knocking coons out to her. I mean, that's my perspective. When you're hunting a dog hard... They have to have the prize. Mm-hmm. If you don't give them a prize, we're, it'd be... Now, keep in mind, the goal of this dog is to compete and win. Yeah. That, that's that's so, his goal with the dog, is he oh, wants to well, compete and win. Oh, well, then he's got to knock coons out to her. Okay. Um, and, you know, there's a number of things I would do, though, but the first thing is I'd layer up for a couple weeks, make go out and make it have fun for her, and as soon as she goes in there and trees a coon and she sticks it and does everything right, pow, drop it out to her. Mm-hmm. Pet her up good, take her home that night. Next not, next time I take her, drop her once, you know, drop her twice. Don't give her a first coon, give her a second coon. Okay. You know, just get rotated around and start having fun with her. That ain't, that's not too far from what I told him. I didn't do the vet check crap. I don't believe in all that crap. I know. You think, <laughs> you, you don't think a dog can no, have a health no, problem. No, I believe there are health problems. I believe tick diseases are real. Uh, I believe some thyroid issues are real. I also believe those are about those are overused to the point of at na- ad nauseum because there is no freaking way every one of these dogs low thyroid is causing them to be junk. Some of them are just junk and lazy. Hey, dog food. <sighs> yes, <laughs> eat, eat joy dog food. But uh, my advice to him was first, uh, I said the same thing. I said your hunting her probably too hard. Uh, she's getting bored. She's getting tired of it. It's the same thing, repetitive thing over and over and over again. Uh, Shoot her more coons. That was one thing. I also said lay her up. I didn't say two weeks. I said give her, if you're hunting every night, three nights off is a lot to a dog like that. I said quit turning her loose by herself. Mm -hmm. Don't turn her. If you're wanting to win with that dog, that dog's getting bored treeing coons by itself. You figure if a really good coon dog and you hunt it six nights a week for six months hard, how many coons does that dog treat? That dog's treated a thousand coons. And she's got to see four or five of them. Yeah. She's tired of it. Is this dog for sale? 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I wish she was. <laughs> but, yeah, he uh, he said that he got her in a crowd, and he gave her a couple nights off, and she's looking pretty good here again. Yeah. But, yeah, there's – and people sh- are shocked by this, but we don't ever turn the dog loose by itself after it's good at tree and coons again. No, not Very really. rarely. Mm-hmm. We'll at least have a pup or something with it. Yeah. And, you know, like last night – and, shoot, for the last – I don't know how long – I turn dogs loose together. They ain't together anyway. No, no. I mean, they just don't care. But to be what together. is the what is the point? Other than I enjoy, I would rather just take one dog oh, and by itself. You would too. Yeah, that that is way more yeah. enjoyable. But it does the dog. If your if your goal is to compete with that dog, it does him zero it's, good. It's hindering the dog's it's abilities. Done, yes, because and we ran into this problem. You know, when we had all of our dogs that we were hunting. Yeah. You know, Bella Dempsey. Demp- well, not actually Dempsey. Dempsey loved to party. Yeah, but he did. He was kind of like Stedman. <laughs> uh, but he, uh, the rest of them dogs, they all went through the same phase because we didn't hunt them with dogs mm-hmm. enough. Where if a dog come in and cover them, they'd leave. Yeah. Um, if if there's dogs around them, they'd check out of the country. Yeah. And I mean, Shock still does it to today. And how do you know that dog is going to do that if you don't put it in a crowd? Exactly. And you I don't mean, know. and that was our biggest problem is yeah. we were hunting these dogs too much. I by remember when Con was first coming up, and you had Dempsey then, and mm-hmm. I'll still remember this this cast or this hunt. It was me and you, and I believe Ralston, and we had Dempsey, Ralph, Con, uh, and we turned loose right there where Jeremy and Hartley meet. Yeah, we cut loose in that woods, and Con had been hunted by him, hunted as a pup with dogs. Uh, till he was like seven months old and he went to tree and coons by himself and I did nothing for three months but hunt that dog by himself and get him good at tree and coons this is when it dawned on me this was six years ago seven whatever however long ago it was and we turned him loose with Dempsey and you, you knew how Con, Con never barked yep. on the ground hardly yep. very rarely would he bark on the ground uh, by himself as he got older he would but we turned loose with uh, Dempsey and Ralph and Con left and left barking and barked all the way behind Dempsey until Dempsey treated a freaking possum and con backed him. Yep. And I thought, holy crap. I said, Finley, do you believe that? He goes, yeah, you need to get that dog in crowd. <laughs> I said, because he hadn't seen another dog in three months. Yeah. He was just happy. I told, I told that guy the other night, I said, look, if you're on a strand, you're stranded on a desert island and you've been there for six months and you hear a party going on over the hill yeah. you know they just they just cranked up some guns and roses and you you hear that you hear the keg get tapped what are you gonna do <laughs> you're running over there and yeah. you're running over there with bells on and you don't care what is in between you and that party because you're yeah. going over there these dogs are the same way yeah they have to be used to being in a crowd yeah one of the since this is the Mythbusters, one of the myths is that if you want a dog independent you have to hunt it by itself absolutely not that is the exact opposite yeah. of truth yeah. You you don't. No. And the thing is, in my opinion, a dog's a pack animal. Yeah. Well, that's so, not your opinion. That's actually a fact. Backed by like... Well, okay. Two, two million but generations in my, of... <laughs> but my... Okay, to my opinion now, smartass. <laughs> the reason dogs want to be alone is because they're born that way. Yeah. That's a natural instinct that that dog that, that dog that is that a mentality gets, i guess that it's gets not bigger an and bigger every generation because we're exactly. breeding for it yeah. yes so i mean those dogs to hunt them by themselves it don't make any difference to them if they're hunting with a group of dogs or if they're no. hunting by themselves that's what they want 
Exactly. They want you to go turn them loose. Khan wants me to go get him and turn him loose by, by himself, himself and just let him treat him. Yeah. That's what he wants. Yeah. And the thing about being in a hunt is sometimes your dog has to do any dog. I don't care if you're force fetching a retriever or if you're doing a remote sit on uh, whatever or if you're doing bite training on a production dog. You have to do things. Training is part of doing things that those dogs don't want to do. You got to get them out of their comfort zone. Yes. You know, and so if you're just hunting that dog by itself and it's a naturally independent dog anyway, it ain't going to make any difference. No. That's what they want to do. So that's just going to make them be lazy in a cast. Absolutely. Because they know two nights down the road, dad's going to cut me loose and I'm going to go get to have some fun. Yeah. I'll check out on this one. Yep. So well, anyway. Primate, you look at shock. Yeah. How you'll take him, we'll take him down in Texas in January. I was just saying how he's getting ready to dupe you into turning him loose in a cast yeah. again and costing because you $6,500. <laughs> he's having a blast. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking him out. We're pleasure hunting. He's treeing coons and having a blast doing yep. it. I put him in a in the cast last night yep. you know and he was around dogs and had a blast but they're dogs that he has like he knew they weren't going to be with him yeah so he went over here and treat they went over here and treat he went over here and treat and they went over there and treat i but mean the minute something comes in there him, and acts like he's going to be around him yep then nah. he's going to check out con same way so i mean around here yeah it works great and he has fun yep. or hunting him with like rain or whatever that's why we can't even like when me and you were getting dogs ready together we can't really go hunting together well we can but we're driving opposite ways every time well yeah but it don't do any good to the dogs no and what what's good scent gonna do me turning her loose with rain she knows rain ain't gonna bother rain no scent ain't gonna bother her yeah so it doesn't matter so i gotta go find somebody that that's why that's that's one nice thing about you being on the road i I got i got to hunt with brett and them guys the other night and colin and and dave and you know, she got to be with some strange dogs where she didn't know what they were going to do. And that's the reason I go to a lot of $30 yeah. hunts this time exactly. of year. Exactly. Or call somebody that you don't normally hunt with and go hunting with them. Yeah. You don't do that very often. <laughs> no. I don't either. I did call Zane today and told him he's going hunting tomorrow night. So, But yeah, that's it. Myth busted, Finley. Yeah. Well, I've made a point. I re- reiterated it. Yeah. <laughs> don't hunt your dogs by themselves if you want them to be alone. It doesn't make any sense. No. I, I can't even think of anything to compare that to. Stupidly. Yeah, well, it doesn't make any sense to me, but that's, that's a myth perpetuated on Facebook, so we got that busted. Is there yeah. anything else you want to cover? Nope, I appreciate, you know, Joy doing the, another awesome we, podcast. We got, we're working on some prizes for the Youth World guys yeah. today. And that's coming up. Get those kids ready. Yeah. I mean, kids it ain't are, that far away. Youth World's coming. Uh, we're going to be there with bells on. Yeah. Uh, I will be at the Joy booth if anybody has any questions, concerns. They want to come up and call me an elitist or whatever. I'm more than least, happy to talk to you. At least go up and shake his hand and call yeah, me an elitist. Before you throw a punch, shake my hand. It'd be great. Uh, no, we got, I mean, I think we're going to have a big turnout at yep. the Youth World. Uh, also, just already, we're already getting stuff scheduled for next year. So uh, mark off your calendars. I know it's early for Youth Nationals. Uh, youth Nationals and the Trader, the Trader Inc. Inc. Youth Challenge. Uh, and Missouri State Championship. They're going to be together again. going to be May 19th and May 20th of 2023 yep. down in Forstell, Missouri again. So uh, make sure you mark your calendars Bring for your that. fishing poles, and I'm not going to tell you the secret bait to use to haul out seven-pound channel cat out of that thing, or Lexi Lou will just she'll, she'll she'll be, be mad because I gave away your secrets. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I mean, we're getting stuff fired up for next year already for the youth, so yep. getting everything booked. and. Well, I've got – I know three kids that'll definitely be down there with bells on, and Credence is dead set on hunting this year. So 
Well, we're going to have a bunch. I think she's going to be hard to handle in a cast. I, uh, hey, if she voices her opinion like she normally does, <laughs> she's going to be very hard to handle. She's going to be like Baby Jed. You're yeah. going to have to walk with her to keep me from getting a bad name. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah, October 10th, 11th, 12th, I think, is Youth World. Yeah, something like okay. that. Something like that. Uh, I will be there. Everybody will be there. And, hey, if you want to make a difference, come out and help judge. Yeah, exactly. We can always use more judges. Yeah, absolutely. I hope that you guys, all everybody shows up and we have to turn judges away. Absolutely. That's that's the ideal situation because yep. there's always something we can do at these. Yep. Uh, there's Even if it's the, just... There's do, auction stuff. Yep. The, there's still time to get auction items in, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, all this, the money that comes in for this youth world at the auction and everything yeah. goes right into a youth account. Yeah, so, and that's what fuels the next year's absolutely. youth expenses. Absolutely. And so it's important. Uh, Joy's yep. going to be there giving away everything we can afford to give away. I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. Uh, a lot of great sponsors, people, events, or at events like this are what that what makes it go. So Absolutely. Everybody show up. Yep. You worried about the, for, the future of the sport of coon hunting? Show up How and help. How about you show up and help the future of the sport of coon hunting? Absolutely. So there's your there's your another hunter call out. <laughs> All right, Finley. Anything um, else you good? That's it. That's it. All right, folks. Thanks for listening to the Fueled by Joy podcast, and we will see you next week. She never die of starvation. Although she'll never eat Maggie the mud full of bravery and guts And always at my feet Her ribs are showing a howl as long But she refuses to die Maggie will live 100 years longer than I Some bone that she buried Maggie the mud Don't get scars Only cut She loves me And will not share me Oh she loves me
share me